The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Forum, assemble. You're watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversations about entertainment and geek culture. We on the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from the Hall of F. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, cake to be depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, stick with us. Let's pick it up or not. The usual suspects in the building. First, he is a riddle inside of an enigma trap with tiny finger cuffs. You don't know him. Love him anyway. He's our sunless master. Hey. 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 <laughs> Next, he's the backbone, the pillar. The streak, the fantastic form, our nine vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? I was going to play uh, Jay's video too, but I wasn't fast enough. Oh, my bad. My bad. And Look, I got, we need to I add oh, music to it too. Hey. Oh, you did. No, I need to. Oh, you need to. Yeah. Look, we need to, we need to do that. We also need to just put that in the intro and, and replace replacing Bane. That was old Jay's whole thing. He's like, "There's no shots of me outside the show." He's like, "Oh, we got a shot of you outside the show now, buddy." Yeah, I said I haven't done anything. I haven't made a recording. That's what Mo did. You've made a recording now, buddy. No, Mo did. I have two of them. I have one with his doppelganger, and then one when he looks all badass when he's like finishing up with the anime girls and they're leaving him. In their shameful walk. <laughs> Look, I'm, wor- uh, I'm working on learning dead end, so I'm gonna put that in for my uh, my part. Um, like a serial killer euphemism? What's that mean? What? What's that dead mean? end? Yeah. It's the opening theme to Black Summoner. Oh, I feel like you should. You gotta add context. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just like, I don't know what that means. Like, I, I'm sure somebody knew. It just wasn't me. I was just like, oh, Jay's working on killing folks. I'm like, not my buddy, not my pal. I'd be like, I love him, but he's a cold blooded killer. <laughs> uh, shout out to Oz, who was here when the intro started. But is now is now gone. Our, our intrepid secret reporter. I don't know what happened. I'm assuming he'll be back. I don't know if he had to. You know, I know there's a lot of like tumultuous weather happening in the Midwest. So I hope he didn't like get instantly sucked up by a tornado or anything. Look, that was happening in Montebello right here. <laughs> there was a random tornado in Montebello. Now, and then Santa also, like two. Yes. It just wasn't it as was, big. Midwest tornado. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, there's definitely a difference in scale. I don't, you know, I don't want to minimize what's going on in the Midwest because Lord knows there are people out there hurting. You guys uh, talking about the yeah. tornado yeah. I had yesterday? Did you actually have a tornado? Yeah, I thought that's what you guys were talking about. Yeah, I lost power. We're talking about the, power. the one that we had here in, in Montebello. 
Oh, you ain't got no tornado. We were, we were, like we got like we legit talking, trailer parks trashed. I got I had a tree fall down. I can send you a picture. <laughs> I had a tree fall down there too. And there was we, there's a mailbox on our lawn, and we don't know who's it. Are is. we out here? We're out here comparing natural disasters. We're like, nah, man, it happened to us too. <laughs> nah, look, everybody pull out your natural disaster and put it on the table. <laughs> we start talking about earthquakes. I'll give you, I'll give you the I'll give you that one. But like nature events, like nah, dog, nah. Hey, okay, hold, hold, hold this ruler next to to Oz's natural disaster real quick. Hold on. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. Look, we. I was. I was actually saying that I did mention the tornadoes in the Midwest just because you were here when the intro started. Then we came back. You were gone. And I was like, oh shit, what happened to us? You know, just saying. I hope that that didn't happen. But I didn't realize that you actually got hit by a tornado. Or at least, at least we're in proximity of one recently. I wish yeah. you would have let us know that. You know what I'm saying? Like mark, mark yourself in, as safe in the group chat or something. You know? Yeah, you guys didn't know. So I'm saying that like, we want to know. Us. Why worry we you? You guys weren't worried, right? Like you find well, out well, when I'm here and I'm fine. So you were never worried. I don't want to worry you. I'm thinking about you guys. Thank as you. Well, I really appreciate you. that, man. And while I'm thinking of you guys, I know that like a tornado, Jay has got to spin on up out of here. So let's let him wreck Indeed. our review and uh, wreck this book or whatever we're doing first. And uh, let's get this show going. Today, we're going to be talking to you all about, we have reviews of uh, Lackadaisy, the animated pilot based on the webcomic. And we are also going to be talking to you all about Isom number one, uh, the first comic that's beginning the Ripperverse. So we got all that happening. Uh, before we do all that, we want to make sure we thank Mr. Scott Rubin uh, because without him, the show would not have existed. So thank you, Scott Rubin. We do appreciate you. Uh, intern, do your thing. Intern. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call him? It's okay. You can join with this group chat here available. Join the party. You know you want to. Remix. I like it. I like it. quick. Milner makes a horrible bottle opener. I believe that. It's funny. You need to get a Captain. anyway. You need to get a Captain America shield. Captain America shields are great bottle openers. I have a predator mask. I'd rather use my Cajun card. That was a horrible Cajun card. card. It was, it was, was that, that supposed to be Gambit? Oh my god. <laughs> it's an ace. It, it's a it's legitimate my, ace. My Cajun card. <laughs> and I've been using them on Snap and uh he's <sighs> been really good to me. And now we're derailing again. Back to the reviews. Exactly. Exactly. And so what we should do is uh Get with Fantastic Forum. We will take your comments directly out of chat, bring them into the show. Uh, we don't have a witty chat comment, do we, Jay? No. That's weird. They, That's they especially because we got people they, listening. They, they know not to waste their time with that shit right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's go right into it. Let's, let's go into some comic book reviews. <laughs> comic book review. Comic book like, review. <laughs> Well, not, not like that, but like. Indeed. All right. 
let's start with Isom number one. Oz, you brought this to the table. Tell us about Isom number one, my friend. Uh, Isom number one is the first comic of a new independent comic company, uh, the Ripaverse. And uh, yeah, it came to my attention from uh, a YouTuber who wrote it. And he spends a lot of time talking about what problems he sees with the industry these days. And I guess somebody said, well, why don't you make your own comic? And he did. And I saw him, I saw him number one is, is the first of what he plans to make a whole universe. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Young, young Ripper. I don't, I don't, he has a number behind his name, but I know young Ripper, whatever on, on YouTube. Um, and his kicks, he did a Kickstarter for this and it made a whole bunch of money. Like, yeah, I think he like three million, I think. Yeah, he said he was expecting to sell like maybe 20,000 books at the max and sold like 60 off the bat. And so, yeah, he's a pretty great dude. Yeah, so 59. Um, Is he one of those comic skate guys? Because I know he gets, well, I know. I got the perception that he was, but I didn't get that from reading his book. He gets lumped in with that group because he is more conservative and he does talk a lot about like tokenism in comics and things like that. So he gets lumped in with, with that crowd and he does like hang out with um with like with Dixon and you know a couple of the comics. Like he has no problem talking to them. He's definitely comics gate adjacent. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was explaining to Emily, where it's like, I don't get that sense from him fully, like from, at least not from the fandom, like what the fandom comic skate uh, says, you know, but he, he, I can see, like, I know, like, most Kickstarters have a digital copy, and his doesn't, or I assume it didn't, and that's one of those things that, like, these comic skate people have a problem with, is they don't like digital distribution either. I think it's I mean, the, it's the maybe digital. No, never mind. We don't have to. I'm that. not. I'm not sure how he feels necessarily about digital. I don't think I've actually heard him say anything bad about it, other than because you know he 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 does have like a he has talked about having his Marvel uh, that app where you have the comics and stuff. Yeah. And, but it, the the only criticism I've ever heard is people that are criticizing him or it, you know, and he, he asks them, you know, he tries to find out what they read and, you know, based on sales and all that, he, he makes the assumption that, that a lot of people criticizing him don't really buy comics. Like at most they might, they might, you know, rip them online or something like that. So maybe him, that might've affected his decision to, to go digital. There it is. Or not to. So, yeah. yeah. So, Oz, what, what is Isom number one about? Dude, I read this so long ago. Who, look, Jay, you read it most recently, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you talk to us about what happens or what Isom is about? Yeah. So, this dude, uh, he works on a farm out in the country and his ex is like, you got to go check on Jasmine. And he's like, why the fuck should I do that? 
And uh, <laughs> it was like, Ma said to do it. And he's like, all right. So he goes into the city. He did say that. Club. For real. Like, I, like 100% accurate so far. <laughs> I, yeah, I so think I want Jay to write a book. <laughs> he goes and he asks after Jasmine and the club owner like is like, nah, you know, she could do her own thing. And I was like, hey, you know, I came here for a reason. And the club owner is like, well, now you're going to get your ass kicked. So the bouncer beats the shit out of him, throws him into a white woman. And the white woman is like, who the fuck are you? And like slams him into a car. And then, you know, from there, he's just pissed. And he doesn't give a fuck about Jasmine anymore. Uh, he just wants to go kick ass. And uh, he gets his ass kicked again, but a little less this time. So he leaves and goes to go get a costume uh, from this, like, like, one of those major costume dealers. And he finds his old costume, and he's like, this shit still fits. And then it goes into a side story about a heavy metal band that lyrics are real and they fight evil. I think that's the intro to a, to another book coming out. Oh, okay. Wait, I was like, wait, what? I'm like, that's not Isom, right? It's it's the backdrop. You didn't read the, the whole back, book. Okay. The, the thing it, is, like, can't really you. Uh, you can't really be like that about it, like not being a side story, because you got that whole thing that happened with uh, that that's that white woman that got slammed into. Oh, shit, did I? Did I, I, I mean, you, I I think what you're saying is Give like here. that felt. Oh, <laughs> what what's happening? Yeah, did I lose you guys? I mean, we're, you, we're you were there the whole time. Where are you? Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you playing on, audio? On my end, you guys froze. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm, no. I'm, I'm... All right. Well, anyway, yeah, because that side story, uh, like that was a whole superhero fight with that white woman that he got slammed into, and we didn't know where that started or where it went. So it makes sense sure. that that metal band story is it would be a side story too. It might as well. It, was like it, it it just felt kind of non sequitur. Yeah, yeah, because she sure did. Was like she sure was like, oh, are you one of whatever's goons or whatever? He's like, yeah. hey, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Which and it's cool because it's like okay, like where let's see where this goes. But yeah, it, it doesn't. Oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> and that's what I think about this book where it's like now. That you said rip a verse, I was like, oh, okay, this is the intro book to the universe. Yeah, that's but that's you know, well, here's the thing, it, it, it that's the only explanation, otherwise, it's just a disjointed mess. Now, it's just not that good of intro, you know. And I'm not saying it's a bad comic, I'm not saying I don't like how the characters are all that much, like, but it's just, I mean. This is just as good as those uh, the 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 Kamala Khan segments in Dark Web. <laughs> like this is how those, <laughs> that's what those Look, feel. <laughs> I Isom has has leapt that high hurdle. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's like, really better, how better than the than the Dark Web Kamala Khan. 
tie in. <laughs> oh, just as good. Like the Venom one and, oh, and just like, as good. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how I mean, you know, like especially when you're trying to, you know, prove that you can do better than what you're critical of, then uh, you know, you you hit the mark. Like you did at least just as good, you know. <laughs> Interesting. Uh so so Jay, what what were your impressions uh <laughs> of the book? Um it was pretty mediocre, um, very tropey, not much original going on, and uh, real quick, Tiger Klein Chess says, I heard about this Isom comic, the creator was making an anti-woke comic, and it's like, how is it anti-woke? Like it's got black people, it's got white I people. I don't think he necessarily made yeah. making it anti woke. His biggest, <clears throat> his biggest thing, uh, well, I guess it's not his biggest thing, but one of the things that that he does talk about a lot is how canon is affected. You know, like how we've always said Wolverine's got like he's in twenty different books doing something totally different in each book, and it's just it doesn't feel like a cohesive universe necessarily sometimes. So he talks a lot about canon and then changing your characters because a new writer's writing them, things like that. And I think because of the uh, Comics Gate stuff, he gets lumped in with that anti-woke because that's really the, the loudest part of the Comics Gate yeah. argument. But a lot of them are like business practices and, and just execution of the medium. And he does have criticisms like, you know, when... And, same thing we said. They don't know what to do with Tim Drake. They tried making him gay. Didn't work. You know? So people take stuff oh. like that as, well, oh, oh he's he's comics gay because he hates gays. And it's like, well, he just didn't want to see Tim Drake go that way. And I mean, Tim Drake didn't. Tim Drake was by Tomato, tomato. Look, yeah, some, oh. people, some people don't make a distinction. I know, right? But but here's the thing, though. Like I will say, like, you know, Eric, Eric July, who is you know, the author and the, the, the personality that does the, the YouTube. He goes by Young Rippa on YouTube. I mean, I've, I'm sorry, Young Rippa what? 59. Yo, Young Rippa 59. Um, you know, I've, I've watched some of his stuff. And he definitely has some, what, what would be characterized as anti-woke comic views. And that's what it, that is what inspired him, or part of what inspired him to write to write a book. The book itself is not anti woke, but he definitely feels like you know. There's like when you replace legacy heroes with more diverse characters, that's something that he wasn't a fan of. You know what I mean? Or like you know, and like when you're introducing, like he's talked at length about the introduction of, you know, what he might feel of is like identity politics in the comics. And basically it's kind of been like, Hey, you know, like comics were better when they weren't trying to push an agenda, you know, even though, you know, like, I mean, you can make an argument whether an agenda is being pushed or not, but you know, that's, that's, those are views that he definitely holds, or at least that I've heard him say 
on his on his channel. So, you know, but that's like I said, that was more so like him sharing those kind of views and people being like, like you mentioned earlier, you know, why don't you make a book? That's where this comes from. But the book itself, yeah, I, I don't think of it like I it's it's for all intents and purposes, it's relatively devoid of of any kind of politics uh or you know i mean it just feels like it's just trying to be just a comic and honestly that might be a little bit to its detriment because it come i know for me i was reading it and i was just like especially like given how much passion the dude has on his channel i was like you know gearing up for something like i didn't think he was it was going to be a book that was going to be like all like i didn't think it was going to be like uh what was the joint with the dude that or the the character that was basically punching like friggin scouts and terrorists or whatever i don't remember that but oh, anyway like, I, yeah. the like the american terror guy i didn't think it was going to be a book like that you know where you're just like oh my god like this is just you know somebody out here putting like their racist views into comic form. You know, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be anything like that. But at the same time, I did think that it would have like, you know, a perspective. And I don't, I don't know that this book has a perspective. It just kind of feels very middle of the road and bland to me, which I was like surprised yeah. by. And that's my biggest criticism of it. It's not even like entirely bad. I don't know if I would fund on Kickstarter and wait for it to come out <laughs> like for the next issue like that, like especially if there's no digital version of it. But you keep saying uh Kickstarter. I don't think it was actually Kickstarter. I think he was just pre-selling. Oh, okay. oh, did he do it? Did he do it through like his own site or did I think it's it through his own something? site and yeah, oh, I think I think it was pre-selling. Saying because the book the book was relatively it's still, it, I mean right? it still feels like a crowdfunded thing the way it was done yeah and that, that's why it's easy to, to mistake it as a Kickstarter right it, uh, what what do you remember what the book cost it should say on the cover I think it was like thirty five bucks and that's that's yeah. my big plus it was like another six bucks for shipping and really that that's my biggest gripe um mm -hmm. since then i have seen like he has talked about um you know what what the costs were for it and it's uh you know it's, it's the first book i think i think he, he they were working on it during when that paper shortage thing was happening too yeah. and so no, yeah he was talking about the cost. and now yeah. now that he's more the reason now that it's like a proven thing, I guess he he's saying it. You know, he can get better deals from, uh, where whatever wherever he he got it from, yeah, and all that. So yeah, I, I I don't like the price point. Um, I hope to see that come down a little bit now that he's got that first one out. Um, but other than that, I mean, the book was fine. It's a as an introduction, it's fine. Uh, it biggest criticism I've heard about this book is, well, not the biggest, but one of the criticisms I've heard is there's no world breaking event, and I can see that, especially at that price point. But uh, 
it, it, it's an introduction to to this new universe. And I mean, I'll, I'll pick up a couple other books, uh, Isom 2, and, you know, one of the other ones that are going to come out and check them out and see where this is going. I mean, it's a, it's a new company and it's an interesting, it's an interesting character that I wished this book would have told us more about. Like, I, I honestly not, don't even know what his powers are other than he seems invulnerable and strong. And then that may be it. That's the wildest thing I think about the book, where it's like, you know, it does say that, like, it has its own terminology and whatnot for superpower people. They call them excepts, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay, and so it, it mentions that they exist, but I don't. It doesn't say anything about like. I don't think I don't remember it saying anything about like where they came from or if anybody had any theories or anything like that, which is okay. You don't need to tell you don't need to tell the origins of where your heroes come from right off the bat. Uh, and the same thing, like you know, I, I'll give like I understood what Eric July was trying to do with Isom in that you know he was definitely going for like you know the strong silent type. Uh, you know, silent protagonist kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, Isom is a man of few words. And so that I get. But usually when you have a character like that, you usually have, like, another character that can play off of that so that you kind of, like, the audience gets a little bit of, like, the information and world building that, that it needs in order to put this character in the context of its world. And Isom it, doesn't do that. It's almost like he should have gone to woke-ass Jonathan Hickman's stub stack and done the world building. <laughs> but, you know, like, they, oh, go ahead, Jeff. They do it, but they do it very disjointedly. Uh, they have, that? like, different characters will, like, talk about him. Yeah. Uh, and like you get all your information from other characters, like the daughter, basically uh, berate him. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, yeah. All you the info you, about him you get from other characters talking to other characters. It's also a, it was a little bit, at least with me, it was a little bit jarring that there's that one page of an ad. Yeah, yeah very jarring. <laughs> like like you're reading it and then you turn the page like oh. $35 for a fucking ad? It, that, it, 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 it was weird. That's it what happens when you can't do your page counts right. Is that what happened, you think? Yeah. Okay. But it's weird um, that like we don't know what anybody's like powers are and it's not like you got to spell it out like i'm not saying you have to have like you know mainstream comic kind of you know like boxes with names of their powers listed under it or anything like that or they need to have any kind of, or do like an uh, anime thing, anime thing where they do their like twirl and announce their power <laughs> like just fucking go yeah, with, I mean, with it you know you can you can do that but it's like this book doesn't. I feel like this book would feel weird with that in it, 
it takes itself too serious. And and that could be that could be the case. But let's say that let's say that it doesn't like they're trying to trying to strike a different tone, right? You can like tell us what the powers are without directly telling us what the powers are. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, we know the dude is tough, and we know that he's stronger than most, but and he can't fly. Yeah, I guess we do know that, right? Because he gets dropped, <laughs> and we're like, and he actually mentions it. Like at that point, there's like he does this like little speech where he's like, "I've trained my body to do a lot of things, but flying isn't one of them." And and that's it's like, and it's things like choices like that, right? So you take the time to tell me what you can't do. It's like, why why are we doing that? Like. I don't, no one thought you could fly. So why don't you tell us what you can do? You know what I mean? So like, it's just a strange choice to make where it's like, you know, I, and I don't know if he's just trying to establish that he can't fly because, so when he drops later, you know, we get why, but it's like, that's, that feels like a bad narrative choice to me where I'm just like, if you got to spell out, then we're doing something wrong, you know, like don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Well, it's for humor. Yeah, it's like one punch. As he's falling into the car, it wasn't funny. Maybe that's what my problem was. I didn't find it funny. Maybe I didn't find it funny. So I don't know. I was, I was just like, it's weird. It is a little tropey. I thought it was a little funny. Okay. Now, no, look, was, was any of this like worse than I got patriotism written me in me like bacon, like that type of line? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's definitely not that bad. Yeah. It's definitely not that bad. Um, but I don't know, man. It's one of those things where. Oh, I like. <laughs> It's definitely not that bad. I can say that. What I what I will say is this: is that if you're like, I, and this kind of echoes the point you made earlier, Mo, where it's like, yeah, you're like, mainstream comics suck, and that's fair. That's a fair opinion to have. Yeah. You know, like if that's what you how you feel, that's how you feel. But if you're gonna say mainstream comics sucks, and I'm gonna make you a comic to show you how comics is done right. I feel like you gotta bring it when you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like yeah. this. This is not bringing it. This is not like, like it on, on any level. That's the thing. Like, I will. I would give it a pass if it was more of a like world building, like oh, Ripper verse Alpha, and it was like little stories of each of the people. And that was like what he's trying to do. Like I feel like that I would have definitely probably enjoyed more because it would have been small pieces. I would have gotten different characters, maybe you know, like. But and I don't know that that's that that's what he was trying to do with this book. I feel like this book was him trying to tell a narrative because the book is like you know it's oversized. It's not it's not twenty two pages. I don't know how many pages it is, but it's it's longer than. Uh, you know, the, a standard comic book size. And so it had the room to like 
to work and give you the story and like establish some characters. And I know about say again. Sorry, 96 pages. Okay. So by the time I got to the end of this, you know, I was kind of hoping to feel like invested in I mean, even if it's not the main character in a character somewhere or feel like, okay, like I got a good sense of of you know what this world is about and who's in it or whatever. Like, but all of it just feels so generic that it's just like yeah, like I don't know, man. Like I don't it's yeah, I don't know. I, I was disappointed. Well, and that that's really the thing. It's like, you know, when you say tell somebody like now I'm like, I'm gonna I have an idea for an anti-woke comic, and I'm just going to do that. I'm going to make the most anti-woke comic, and I'm just going to roll with it. I mean, this this dude made $3,343,000 with this thing. No, $3,737,920. Yeah. You know? And that's, you know, he sold, he sold 42,000 copies, you know? Let's see what number two does. You know, but yeah, but I'm like I could I could get ten percent of that, especially labeling <laughs> it as, as like the one true anti woke comic out there. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, so I think I think the first book got a huge bump from it's a new thing, and it's a new thing from from this guy well, that people from being called a new thing because it's really just any superhero book that Boom Studios tries to put out. <laughs> right. But it's a new thing from him. Yeah. You know, it's it's a new it's a new IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think just like with with a lot of things, I think how number 2 does or some of the other books do is going to say a lot more about how people feel about the book. Because you know, a, a number 1 from a new company, it's going to get more attention than than number 2. So, yeah, of course. I mean, that's just comics in general. Yeah. It's why Marvel renumbers their books every six to twelve months, right? <laughs> it's like Yeah, and unlike you know, unlike other independent creators, he has a huge platform and, and a huge base that'll that hey, let's see. He's been talking about this for years. Let's see what you can do, you know, and are gonna are gonna take that chance. Yeah, and for the first one, well, at least I don't know, I guess it depends on the fans, but if they're just gonna buy whatever he puts out, then yeah, I, I guess that'll that'll do it. It could just keep doing them, but but here, we'll, we'll have, it remains to be seen if that'll happen, because you know it's like, I mean, sure, I'm coming like, for you, Tiger Claw, and heck, better drop your wallets. The anti woke comic coming from salute. So thank you. Like sure, I, like I do have followers. Extra woke. I'm sorry, say that. Tiger Claw needs a book that's extra woke. No, but I mean, my anti woke comic between the me and you guys and, and the three people listening, it's anti woke in the sense that the guy can't like he can't sleep. He's sleep paralysis. It's a sleep paralysis horror story, so he can't wake up. I or at least love, I would love it if you put out a book that that uh, Lawrence can't read. <laughs> oh no, he he would definitely he couldn't read this if he's afraid of going to church, throw the trash in the dark. <laughs> he he can't read there's, this. 
for the record, we're all afraid of throwing the trash away. In the I'm trash, not. Okay? Like, I'm just, you are. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm man enough away? to admit it. No. Are you man enough to go throw the trash? Yeah. Look, I'm never, my fear doesn't stop me from doing anything that I should be or need to be doing. It. You know, <laughs> my fear, all, all the, all, my fear only, the only time I let my fear stop me from doing something are things I don't have to do. Like, what, it doesn't make, like, I don't do fear for entertainment. That's ridiculous. It's not fun for me. Why would I do that? What? <laughs> So you think different of me? That's dumb. It's funny. I, <laughs> I, I was at the comic book shop today, real quick, without derailing, and th- this uh, one of the employees had to like sit there and like try to read stuff because she can't handle gore in comics. And oh so yeah, what was she trying I, to read? I don't even know, but I I heard it, but I, I'm like I just I I had to like not think about it because I didn't want to make fun of her. So, um, but, but it's like, you know, she's like, oh, he gives her a stack to read because I guess they do like the blockbuster, like the staff pick stuff. And he's like, I, I you know, I know if it's, uh, <laughs> Emily, uh, subculture girl on, on YouTube says that that was a high pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that means you're lying. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, she, she was. <laughs> I don't remember what we say on the air, um, but re- but yeah, it, it, I was. It's uh, you know, he, he, she's an employee, and he he's got to worry about what she can and can't read to re- to you know to recommend to people, which I thought was like you might not be able to do the job, or you know, you just do the kids section. Yeah, most comments on board. They would never hire me, and I want to work at a comic shop. We get hired at a comic book store, Moses. <laughs> like, you, you should not work at a comic book store because you already have your own business that is successful that you're running. But if you wanted to, you could do it. Like, I, could, I, don't, I can't imagine any member of the Fantastic Forum not being able to get a job at a comic shop. Oh, not after talking shit about that comic shop on the air. I can't get it. Well, maybe not that one, but a comic shop. (laughs) Anyway, ISOM. Eddie Dungeon is like, nah, uh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, how did y'all feel about the art? He's better than Mike. How do you feel about the art? It's better than Mark Bagley. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, it like it's it's on that level, like that mediocre art. <laughs> you know? Damn. So, like I love I Mark, Mark Bagley. Mark Bagley art. Yeah, I, I love. He, look, I love him. He he he's it's definitely like a style. But yeah. you know, in the age where we've had you know Umberto Ramos is doing Spider Man, yeah, like going to Mark Bagley's like or Bagley, I call him Bagley. I like bagels. Um, and then uh but yeah, like going back to him it is a, a little like uh like it's definitely more traditional, safer yeah. middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. And, and it makes the comic not seem as good. Okay. I, I'm reading the end of Spider-Verse, so yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Oz, what about you, man? 
What was the question? The art. Art for oh. episode number one. Uh, it was fine. It was better than, than the average independent book. Uh, there, there's some talent there. It, it's I'm not gonna say it's like the most amazing art I've ever seen. It's uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's above average. Okay, uh, above average yeah. for for a regular book. Um, even higher than that if you compare it to just other independent books. Jay, how about you, man? How'd you feel about it? Yeah, it was fine. Nothing special, but definitely better than a lot of independent books out there. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Anything else y'all want to say about item number one before we rate it? I don't like this costume. As well. You don't like Isom's costume? Yeah. I mean, you don't see it till like the last two pages. Yeah, and it's like really bad. Like, and then they impli- it, like it's implied that the costume's gonna do something. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like suddenly he's more powerful because I mean, he, he got his costume back. I got my threads. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I sometimes. I don't know why. I. I. <laughs> he's like, why would I, I look up on Janine? <laughs> you know what I, what I did find, like, you know, what I did like about it uh, was just, you know, the the interaction like it had multiracial people in it and none of them felt too over the top in the language. It was a little like not everybody black person talks like that, but at least it was a black person that wrote it. It wasn't like that that uh, Miles Morales Thor comic, you know what I mean? But that's what I would have expected from a comics gate type dude to to do for black people dialogue <laughs> and, uh, and even so, even a black one. Well, I didn't know this guy was black till today. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like, you me, like, it's like a comics gay type dude. I just think a white dude. But, you know. Oh, no, no. Eric July yeah. is a black guy. Yeah, no. And now we've met people like that that are black too at Jeffrey's. You know, our podcast episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was it so much hate. I forget what number it is, but it's in iTunes and everywhere. You get to hear <laughs> and directly from the comic shop talking about, about diversity comics without liking it. <laughs> That's Ison's costume, just for those that wanted to, you know, wondering what it looks like. Yeah. It's not as cool yeah. as Goldball's costume. <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, Gold, Gold Ball's costume uh, is a little generic as well. However, yeah. hey, hey, don't don't say that, man. Look, that's, that's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Gold Balls for the Hellfire Gala, man. But well, but here's the thing, though. Gold Ball's costume is designed perfectly for his power set. Yeah. So, like when he uses his powers, the costume like it feels like it it, it feels like it's has a utility to it to a degree. So, you know, but don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying not, that, like, we don't know that's not the case with Isom. Because we don't know what his powers do. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, wait till he puts that costume on, boy. Then you gonna know. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well let's let's rate Isom number one. Uh let, let's start with you 
Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half. There's nothing special here. And I expected it to be more, like maybe my expectations were off because it is a comic skate guy, but I was expecting it to be a lot worse. And it was just regular. Uh, Most Magnum, what would you rate ISO number one? Uh, I would give it like a, a three. Um, it's just middle of the road average. I mean, the art was okay. I like the color. The color did good. Like I feel that elevated the art yeah. a little. I mean, there was a couple panels where faces were drawn a little weird, but the color just made it made it work. And it really it made the story the especially in that moment the story flowed so I didn't get stuck on those bad faces. But and that's you know that's comic. A comic scene working in synergy almost you know so that that right. brings that brings it up that almost half of a point or point two five of a point to three yeah for me and then uh, but yeah it's basically very average very uh non-important it's almost like every dc book out that's not part of a big tie-in <laughs> okay i'll score what would you give isom number one i'm gonna go with Four, but I'm being very generous. Like very, very generous for an independent first book. It's a four. Uh, if we're gonna compare it, it to the, the big companies, then yeah, it'd go a lot lower. Yeah, uh, I would say like I, I definitely hear what you all are saying. Like on the scale of independent books, it's definitely from. Production value-wise, it is, like, much better than many independent books. Yeah, um, but at $35. Right, which is <laughs> definitely yeah. something worth mentioning, because that's that's a crazy I'd take a hashtag for 10 <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Now, for um, fair, it is, like, four issues. Yeah. That is true too. And, and thirty-five is a lot. Thirty-five dollars is still a lot, but for four issues, it's like not. It's pretty bad, but not as bad as like paying thirty-five dollars for like a regular size comic. I bought five issues today at the comic shop. It was eighteen something. Like I said, it's bad. It's just not as bad as it could be. I mean, we all know, like, independent books are usually more expensive than, like, mainstream titles. Right. So, you know. Five, six but books. Still. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I, I would, I, I have to rate it. I think, I think two, two and a half as well, just because, yeah, it's just middle of the road, man. Like, it's very, very average. And I think that... um a little bit of my expectations, definitely. Like, you know, just to be completely transparent, my expectations very well may have tainted my appreciation of the book. Like, I, I might have felt different about this if I didn't know who it was coming from. Um, not because I have anything against Eric July necessarily or anything like that. You know what I, mean? I, mean, I, don't, I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but there are a lot of creators I don't agree with a lot of what they say. It, it's um, 
Look, I don't know what to do with the characters sometimes. <laughs> right, exactly. But but it's more so the idea that because of what like what he what I know about his philosophies on comics, I was expecting I guess a little bit more of that passion or fire in the book itself. And when it like it I almost rather it be um I almost rather it be uh what what is what was the book? American Terror? What was it? Yeah. Holy Terror? Okay, American Holy- I almost rather be American Terror than just land. Like it's almost more offensive that it's just like, you know, yeah. And so I think that that affects my score a little bit. So yeah, two two and a half is what I'm gonna give it. So let's uh, y'all good to move on to lack of days? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Oh, so. Uh, no, it's more about jail code. When the fourth round would... Don't you call in... Does it look good already? Combo oh. scampy for limited... You brought Lack and Daisy to the table. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's uh, 1927... Louisiana, prohibitionism full swing, and the lackadaisy is a speakeasy that uh, Ted has been killed by rivals, and the widow is trying to keep everything running. So in the pilot, we see Rocky, Freckle, and uh, Ivy are basically going to pick up some booze and they get met by one of their rivals and it's basically a chase and a shootout and a uh, whatever the fuck Rocky was doing with the dynamite (laughs) until they get away and return back to the lackadaisy with their ill-gotten booze. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I mean, even though it's interesting, because I feel like... Oh, I forgot to mention, anthropomorphic cats. I, I, that's what I was going to say, right? Like, I feel like it's kind of a big detail. Like, I feel like you tell that you say that, and people are like, oh, okay, like, you know, that's like different. That's an episode of Boardwalk Empire. Right. And then they go to watch it, and it's like, what are these cats? <laughs> oh, oh, did I not mention it's anthropomorphic cats? <laughs> it's like, no, Jay, actually, you did not mention that, and that feels like classic Jay. <laughs> Where it's like, no, Jay, you didn't tell me that everybody but in the world is a cat. That, that kind of fits its tone and everything, because the story is just a story, and it could, that story could easily have been told with people, and it oh, just yeah. happens to be told with cats. One hundred percent. Like, and that's it, like it, that, that makes a good anthropomorphic uh, fiction, you know, furry okay. fiction. Also, furry. I will say that I, I, unless I'm wrong, I thought I thought the setting was St. Louis. Is that, am I wrong in that? No, I'm, I'm probably wrong. wrong. It's okay. along the Mississippi for sure. Which St. Louis is 
Okay. Like St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, it's probably with St. Louis. I said Louisiana because okay. of the the Louis. No, the southern the uh, Cajun drawl of the people yeah. they were fighting. Yeah. Mm. But liquor yeah, runners yeah. come from all over the place. Like, if right. you watch Boardwalk Empire, Jay, you would know <laughs> they all meet in Ohio from all over the country and fight it out. There it is. Right. So, so Oz, what did you think of this, man? Like, I, I'm interested to hear your opinion just because I feel like this is a this might be a little bit outside of your usual wheelhouse. Were you were you able to? Um, I I like the animation, even though it changes. Like you can tell, mm -hmm. this was done by a team. Like there, there's spots where it's yeah. like, oh, what happened? Um, yeah, yeah. But for the most part, it, it's good. Um, mm -hmm. I like the story that's being told. You know, I like what everybody does. I don't like the main character. I don't like Rocky. I don't know why he was mm. speaking poetically most of the time. And like, there's one point where he just goes nuts, but we don't know why. With like mm -hmm. the the tiger guy, whatever the tiger claw character, um, <laughs> whatever he like. There, there's a moment where they're handing him a gun, and he's like, he's being hesitant. Like you can see, oh, something's gonna happen. And when, when he finally gets the gun, he just goes nuts. And so you mm -hmm. start like, okay, all right. So this dude's got some issues, and he's right. trying to control it. And but when Rocky does it. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, he looked like he was gonna pass out after the car accident, and next thing I know, he's like talking about a circus on top of some machine, throwing dynamite randomly. Nah. Like, it, it was weird. Yeah, I, I had no I, idea what was happening at that point. That's there. That, that's that's uh, that's because you didn't watch Boardwalk Empire, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so so Boardwalk Empire is the prerequisite viewing to Lack well, of Daisy Tyler. I don't know, like I, I don't think that he's based on Lucky Luciano, but that's kind of like Lucky Luciano acts, and especially in Boardwalk Empire, like he takes the he does the risky stuff, and he just kind of like comes through, you know. Uh, even Al Capone, like when they meet for the first time, it's like Al Capone, like you know, I like you, you know, <laughs> like you always come out on top, and it's like you always land on your feet, you know, <laughs> like a cat. A cat. So, yeah, so you know, so it kind it's of all does, connected. Yeah, <laughs> so that's where it's like I'm like I really like that, and then even the speaking poetically, I love because it's like, hey, the guy's an artist. He's not a, a thug. Right. He's 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 yeah. brought here, you know. So uh, you know the fiddling and everything, like especially with the South and Mississippi. I'm like, man, is this guy gonna talk to the devil at one point? <laughs> he's gonna battle the devil on the fiddle off. Like I'm I in. Think he no. the devil. Real quick, <laughs> well, maybe he, and that's the thing. Maybe he already did, and that's why he's so lucky. Real quick, Tiger Claw says, "Is this show family friendly, or is it for adults?" Uh, it's not an adults only thing. Uh, yeah. There's gunplay and a small, very small amount of blood. Uh, yeah. Language is safe. Um, I, I would I say general that. audiences. Um, <laughs> PG at least. Right? Well, I, I think That's the big thing is, is they're they're drinking and it, it takes place in a speakeasy or yeah, speakeasy yeah. where they're gambling. Look, so. look, look, sports is for all ages, and there's beer commercials all over the place telling you how cool you're gonna be after you get in the car and crash. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if people got PG. Yeah. Yeah. PG sounds right. And PG is general audiences. Well, it's oh. parent guidance. PG is parental <laughs> guidance. But Tire Claw is no, a general audience. <laughs> Tarkov is a grown ass man, so he can he can watch it without. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tarkov's fine. But oh, yeah. it's interesting there's because no, there's no language. There's, there's no real like. I mean, there's there's violence like because the, they're shooting at each other oh, at yeah. one point, but there's you know more cartoon violence because nobody actually like gets really mangled or anything like that. And yeah, they're just drinking. Oh, you wait, Oz. You wait. <laughs> but no, look, it could happen. I could see it happening, but I don't think it will. Now, what I will say is, based on what you were well, saying about... Oh, go ahead, Jay. I will say... Shit... Yeah, I, I read a little bit of the comic, and they do show Atlas, like, being uh, shot, but it is, like, it's not a graphic thing. Right. So I'm it's assuming, just like, oh, oh, and he's holding it, right? Maybe yeah, something like him. that. So well, I if it does get picked up, it's not going to go overboard with violence. The whole thing is stylized too, because even like the the barrage of bullets is like artistic. It's not just a uh, a glorification of violence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but even like I mean, this country don't worry about kids with violence. They worry about kids with sex and weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Um, Jimmy Palmiotti on Twitter like posted this picture or these two pictures like which one do you find more offensive and one is like the family group uh, like the Christmas card or whatever where they're all having all holding guns and the other one's like this hot naked chick or hot topless chick and it's like it's yeah. funny because you know Gun thing is super super offensive, but American politics is like, no, that hot girl, like, she's evil. These idiots with all these guns, they're the they're the normal ones. <laughs> There's something wrong with me because I saw that post and I was like, I like both pictures. <laughs> there it is. Mo Mo's the 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 moderate. Or neutral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to Lackadaisy, uh, it's interesting because you know you're all talking about the the main character and like you know how he seems a little manic at different points. And yeah, I agree with Moses. Like, I just saw it as like that dude is like 100 like an artist, and he gets like wrapped up in the performance of things. You know, like he's acting crazy, yeah. but he's not actually crazy. He's just you know that like he sobers up real quick as soon as that dynamite comes back at him. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like he was just like, oh, you know, he's he's not the Joker. He was just yeah. acting like the Joker, you know, <laughs> you know. And he's just like, oh, you know, he's like, he's he's like, performing. he's like that second one of the three Jokers in the three Joker theory, <laughs> right? And so I was just like, oh, like it's interesting, like how this guy is like, even when he's like in mortal danger. He still has like the need or feels the need to perform, you know, because <laughs> it's like he could just go ahead and just like do what he needs to do to get out of the situation and like let them go back, 
you know, get everybody back to the, the speakeasy. But he's like, no, I mean, like, he's like, oh, I see a, a, a stage here, <laughs> you know, which is a crazy thing that, you know, he, someone would look at a construction vehicle and be like, oh, yeah, this is my stage now. And like, let me use this dynamite. This is my, these are my pyrotechnics, my lights, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, dude, it's crazy. I'm just like, what in the world? Like, it's, it, I, I will tell you, my experience watching this was just like, because I, you know, I went into it completely blind, so I was just like, I don't know what it's going to be about. And I was like, oh, this is Prohibition-era stuff, which, you know, like, I, I immediately recognized, like, we are in, like, the 1920s or whatever. Yeah. Just from the way everything looks. The art you know, like, style okay, on point. Like, it looks like the dude from Boardwalk Empire shot it. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. No, the art style is spectacular. And here's the sad fact of the matter. Uh, I did, after the fact, I went back to go look and just be like, okay, so this is a webcomic. Let me go check that out. And the original webcomic is actually, like, drawn in sepia tones. And there's a part of me that's like, damn, how cool would this have been if this whole thing was, like, in sepia instead of color? You know, like, like, and there's a part of me that's like, I kind of feel like there should be, like, a sepia version of it. You know, like, I'm not saying that, you know, you got to redo everything because Lord knows, yeah. you know, but like a sepia toned version of it, I feel like would would get a rewatch from me. But anyway, you know, I'm sitting here watching this straight and I'm like, oh, OK, we're doing some prohibition stuff, which, uh, you know, is an interesting era in American history to me, generally speaking. And then, you know, like I like the, that whole like uh, the politics of that time and the gangster era like kind of stories that they would tell during then and i'm like okay and then there's these cats and i'm like that's different and you know but i agree like the the animation i really enjoyed and yeah while it's unfortunately not consistent when it's good it's really good like it's like it definitely feels like some old school traditional like disney or don bluth kind of stuff happening which i'm like man that's kind of crazy because this like it's giving me independent vibes, but when it's on, it's definitely like pushing, like, you know, yeah, like, for, right, full-on production. And I'm just like, who did this? Like, who was this person that's like, let me do Prohibition-era stories with cartoon cats? Like, who, why? Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me off, because now I got to go and, and I got something else I got to fund on Patreon. <laughs> no, is you guys oh, like the after credit scene? Yeah. Okay, I was. I thought that was interesting to set up. Like, if it does get funded, fully funded, yeah, it does set up the conflict really nice. It does that, I, but I, also, I, I watched it just because the credits. Like the production, we talk about the production of it. The credits look good too. <laughs> like, like how can we? Credits like, are nice. We need to do. We need to have credits after each show that look like this. <laughs> <laughs> also, too, but I will say that one of my criticisms of the thing was that that after credit scene should have been like at the end of the movie or the end of the episode. Like, it should like because I'm sure there's some people that watched the credits and when the credits started they turned it off you know what i mean and if you do that the ending feels abrupt 
And, you know, I, I personally felt like the ending was a little bit abrupt. And I was just like, huh. And like, let me just kind of wait and see if there's more. And there was. And so that's good. But I'm just like, because it didn't, it did, it was strange to me that there would, uh, like, with as good as the storytelling was up until that point, that that ending would be the ending. And I was like, that's strange. Like, it, it feels like a misstep there. And I'm like, there was probably more. And I waited. And there was. That should be on the end of the the show or the episodes. And if they want, like, a mid or, or an after credit scene or something else, they should do something else. Because you, you need that. Like I feel like what what you come away with without that is a lesser product, and that's like you know you don't want to you don't want to leave people with the possibility of them you know like because not everybody sits through credits <laughs> you know what I'm saying like not, not everybody does that so I'm just saying you want to give them the, the enough story so they come away feeling complete and if there's something extra and that the thing that was not extra that was necessary for the story to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Yeah, let's start reading. So, I would like to read it. it. Yeah, um, go for it. I'm gonna give this a four and a half. Um, it's really good. Very minor flaws, but overall, it was really fun. Um, beautiful, beautiful animation most of the time. Uh. Especially the eyes, like I love the eyes. They're so expressive, and they do the pupil dilation a lot, and it's just really good. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the characters, um, and I just had a really good time watching it. And I do hope we get more. How many comics are there? Like how 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 far does the comic go in relation to the animation? Um, I believe the comic is like 160 pages, I think. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. There's a lot of web okay. comics. Like, so even if it doesn't, the... I can still get a little more. No, like, it's crazy because I, I, I went to look and I was just like, okay, no, there's, there's a lot there. Like, like, 10, 11 worth of like webtoons comics. <laughs> and and I think it was started, like if I remember right, I think they said it was started in like 07 or 06. Like the young lady who, who did the web oh, comic already won an, Yeah, already won an Eisner. <laughs> so yeah. So okay, so four and a half for Jay. There it is. Uh, how about you, Mo? That's Wait, a five. Yeah, you dipping out? Or are you gonna? Are you gonna listen to the rest of the ratings? I Just think listen. I'm gonna listen to the ratings. I'll be on yeah, for like okay, cool. two and a half more minutes. Perfect. Uh, I'm gonna rate Jay's camera and lighting a five today. He lit himself really good. That's what I like to see. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, uh, and the camera looks good. Um. But the, yeah, but the the show the the lack of Daisy is five. That's a five. I, I love anthropomorphic. I love cats, and 
anthropomorphic cats. I, I mean, hey, I love prohibition. I mean, I love noir. I mean, you know, and this is like this is like I, I'm a look. I'm gonna film my brother watching this because I'm gonna tell him you need to watch this. This is Boardwalk Empire with a tail, and he's gonna love it. Like <laughs> if I tell it to him like that, if I tell it to him like that, he, he's gonna he's gonna love it. And uh, so yeah, I'm gonna film my brother's inner or like his reaction watching this, kind of like Larry with uh. With, with horror, but it'll be uh, Doug with ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, what would you rate Lackadaisy? Four and a half sounds about right. It's a, it's a good story. It's a, you know, when the animation is on point, it is top notch. <laughs> the parts that I criticize, like, it might be like a minute total. It looks good. You know, I only had a problem with with Rocky, but you know, I guess that's that's just what he's supposed to be. Uh, that's fair. It's like, that's fair. I feel like if you get to know him more, you wouldn't have that same problem. You know, I I feel like I got to know him enough, but it, it, you know, that's part of the comic. Like if you uh, the character, like you just don't know enough about him yet, so it kind of rubs you wrong. But I think if you get to know him more and Whatever yeah, there's, there's got to be there's something going on with him because he's the only one that's like that. Everybody else is more normal, well, except for the tiger one. Where oh yeah, but, he's, <laughs> he's not. I, but you give he's, him a gun and he's a psychopath. So like everybody honestly, has the thing, and we just don't right. get them to really see what it is. I mean, there's a soliloquy of somebody talking to a dead guy, <laughs> and that alone, like I, that scene alone, if that was the short, I'm like I'm fucking in. You know, <laughs> like the, the sad fact or not the sad fact, but it, it's really interesting because just in this like, you know, 20 something minute pilot episodes, I feel like they established characterization for like half a dozen characters, like easy words. I like, couldn't wow, do okay. that. I, that no, was, no, it, it didn't, unfortunately. And that's all, yeah, I'm so glad we reviewed these together because it is. This was a crowdfunded project too, and, and it's somebody that that does something and has an idea and wants to better the medium, uh, like Isom, and, and this does it better. <laughs> like that, char- the bartender character alone. Like it's like, well, people need to know. Like they could talk to you, and then you see him. He's got a patch on his eye. <laughs> that alone, like if it wasn't his demeanor, the patch alone would make him a little like not trustworthy. But then his demeanor, and then when it all goes down and he just scratches the, the, the counter, I'm like, I need to know why he's that protective of her, you know? No, 100%. And like that's the whole thing where you get like the widow, and you know, she, yeah. you know, again, like, like you, you know, she's going through her own thing, even the friggin' the, the, Music man, the dude that yeah. like you know he's sitting at the bar and he doesn't want to play because he's like there's yeah. nobody in here. What am I playing for? And yeah. it's like you know like it's like it, it, and it's like you're getting all of this like characterization and to a degree, I didn't even find the like, music number, and it and it was period inappropriate. Like it should have been more jazzy and more bluesy. Playing music. Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted something different. And I, <laughs> no, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I wanted Al Jolston, but, but but I did want something like you know. Look again, watch yeah. Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> you know, okay. you'll get what I'm talking we, about. Like the, depending but, on what part of the city you're at, the music changes for the show, 
and it's it's yeah like that i i felt like that needed it, it the music was too swinging especially for what everything that happened it should have been a little more uh robert johnson-y you you got the you know the over theatrical main character yeah. you have like this this you know this other character who's like trying to rein in his dark side you have the budding relationship between him and the other young lady that's like you know driving the car and she's trying to get away driving you know, and doesn't know how to drive <laughs> right is that and and you know and then it's like you know then even like the the bad guys right like the weird relationship that's going on between those two folks which i don't even know if they're brother and sister or like you know, like or or something like I think they might be brother and sister, but they might yeah. be lovers. It's weird, you know. Well, and then the other cats that the other dude, huh? With cats that works. Hey, listen, I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying that it's. I'm like, I, but I'm like, I'm interested. And then and then Mordecai, friggin' this dude, <laughs> like just the way he just like takes his time doing everything. I'm like, dude, I don't know what this guy's deal is, but I want to know. Like this fool's like. Friggin' like the the friggin' Gustav Fring of yeah. the friggin' <laughs> of the cat. He's Gustav Fring <laughs> with a tail. Right. <laughs> right. Or I'm just like, dude. So yeah. But no, even though you gave him with a gun, like that seemed like uh, I'm gonna take him yeah. out. And he just has the that twin that fucking with the Glock or nine millimeter or whatever. And he's just like Yeah. And, and then you know, he almost gets him. If if only if the chick knew how to drive. She, he would have got him. <laughs> it's just right. she didn't know how to drive. He wasn't right, one hundred percent. So anyway, I, I'm gonna give it a, a four and a half too. Like you know, it it does have like so there's some mistakes that it makes, but yeah, they're infinitesimal in the in the grand scheme. Of things. You know what? That's part like, of the art for me. The stylized. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, man. It's it's fun, and I hope they make more because I would like to watch. Them. They got comics. Um, I'm gonna read the fucking comics. Right, right, right. There it is. I, I agree. And like, trust me, once you see the sepia tone mode, you might fall in love all over again. <laughs> yeah, I usually think as a photographer, I think sepia tone is useless. But um, but yeah, I I, I think I here they found they found a use for it. No, I mean it's it's crazy. All right, Jay's out. Uh, so cool. Uh, real quick, Tigerline chat says uh, Moses loves cats. I thought he was a dog person. I, I am a dog man. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, they say men are dogs, and I, I'm the embodiment of that statement. But, um, you know, I'm loyal, friendly. You fuck with somebody I love, I'll bite your neck out. But um, but I love cats, too. And, you know, I've, I think I've had no, more cats in my life. Dog oh, just loves animals in general. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, that's because I'm mostly animal lover. Yeah. I love eating them. I love so, having pets. I love, yeah. So cool. All right. Well, look, there's look, there's plenty to talk about in the comic space. Uh, look, let me let me come to you, Oz. Is there anything in particular that has been on your mind or that you've seen lately that you know you might want to chat about for a little bit? No. I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything. I was too late. No, you're. Spot. You're getting that. You're getting that deer headlights look like Spotlight. what? What? No. <laughs> like, no. Right. I was say, listen, us. I'm just. I'm just like, like. I know that there's been, you know, like I said, there's been a lot of different things that, like that have just happened in in the news that you that might. Little trailer. 
Right. Oh, yeah, but he Leo said comic book wise. Well, in the comic book space, I'm not saying it doesn't be comic book specific, but yeah, the like Blue Beetle trailer came out. Look, since, since we spoke last, Joe Q got hired to go over and, and consult for what is it for Netflix? Is it for Netflix? Amazon. Or is it for Hulu? Oh, for Amazon. Amazon. There it is. So, yeah, Amazon. There it is. So, you know, so we got that. Um, you know, like there's a lot of different things happening. In, in the comic space in general. So yeah, any anything in particular has been on your mind or that got on your radar where you're like, let, let me speak on it. N- nothing new. Like uh Superman and Lois had one of like the best like epic intros to to a TV oh, show yeah. like two episodes ago. Wait, what happened? So they changed it? No, no, not not intro like the credits and all that, but like the oh. opening scene. Oh, what was the opening scene? Tell us about it. Since it was two weeks ago, it was. Uh, it, it, it's a dream sequence, and okay. very quickly you realize it's got to be dream sequence, and it's okay. Lois. You know, it's after her cancer diagnosis. She's like in the middle of Metropolis, screaming for Superman's help, and he like wakes up out of bed. You know, flies out there and he's like trying to get to her as like the whole city around her is like caving in. Oh and, like, wow. some apocalyptic thing. And mm-hmm. it's like no matter how hard he tries, he can't get to her fast enough. And I think it has wow. to do with him freaking out, out about like most said, cancer is like something he can't punch. Yeah. I said that, man. I, I'm awesome. I don't remember. <laughs> this fool. And that, he said I said that. <laughs> he said something like that, right, Lawrence? He did. He 100% did. Yeah. He 100% Damn, did. I'm so good. Uh, that, see, that's why, little, that's why I need you to, because I vomit my words, and I need you to yeah. put them in six. By the um, way, man, last episode, this last episode that came out today, there's a moment where there's a dude that basically fucks with Superman's family. Like, does oh. something to one of his kids. Uh, thanks his wife, Superman. and you know, I mean, he can't let people know that's his wife and kids. So he's he's like, oh, I'm gonna take care of this. He starts walking out of the door, and Lois is like, dude, this isn't a job for Superman. And just the way he looks at her, he's like, Superman's not the one showing up. And then he <laughs> yeah. goes, like, what's the dude that's Clark can't do? Like that. <sighs> Look, I I, 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 I kind of wish I kind of wish you hadn't. Told us all this because I'm two episodes behind. But that, Mo, like, Mo, when you talk about I love the next two episodes. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, like, when you talk about that opening sequence being so epic, but that ending when he finds out because he overhears that, that she has cancer, it, it, it's so like heartbreaking. <laughs> like, because the show, the show is shot so well, it's like on anamorphic screen. And the film grain, like it's very cinematic. It's almost like the happy medium between a CW and a Zack Snyder film, and that's kind of what it makes like the show good too. All that really yeah. makes is just a good content, you know. Right. So, um, yeah. and, and like the dude acting out as Superman, like he, he's got he. I don't like Swarthy Superman. I didn't like it when I found out, but the dude does it almost. Better than it, almost anybody. 
and like him like flying through the sky hearing that she has cancer and he's like it, it's like the rug pulled out of him mid-air <laughs> you know he's like i'm surprised he didn't like lose the ability to fly for like two seconds you know because it, it was like a shock to his system and yeah. and yeah, yeah so like and then to me that was epic and then hearing this this epic now is his dreams and it's like and that and we kind of talked about that too where it's like if I'm gonna write comics I'll write a character that Superman can't fight that would like a Freddy Krueger that would attack him in his dreams and you know usually that's ourselves so and that probably, um, makes, it more, that probably makes it more interesting is what does a guy like Superman had have nightmares about right. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it's like the fear. Like if you tell me, like I mean, Larry, you read uh the the was it uh irredeemable, but I don't. Did they ever tell you what turned them into like the villain? I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but yeah, it was it was when Superior, it it was Superior, right? The the good guy, the the powered one, no, Plutonian, Plutonian, whatever. It's when when the when his arch nemesis turned bad and he's like, well, if he's bad, then I, I can't be bad. Cause I'm his opposite. No, that's incorruptible. Yeah. 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 Ir- irredeemable is the, is the Superman type character that goes bad. I don't remember what made him go bad. I just remember what made yeah, him yeah, that guy go either. Either. Yeah, yeah, they that's do tell what, you. Like, I know that. I do remember that, but I can't remember what it was. But, and that's the thing, like, if you watch a show like Lois, like, like Superman and Lois, it's like, man, like, if he got killed, if one of the ki- if the kid with no powers got killed, hit by a car by a drunk driver, I would see that Superman being irredeemable, <laughs> you know, because it's like he he's he loves his family, like he toned down his superheroics to be the 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 father, you know. It's only because they have all these threats coming now, but for like a long time, he wasn't even really Superman all that much, you know. And uh, the like, yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. It's like when you, when Superman loses hope, it's like watch out. <laughs> yeah, I hate that that show is so good. Yeah, I, I, I love that. It's good. I love telling people that it's good because they they uh, they discount me and then watch it, <laughs> and they're like, "Man, you're right." <laughs> yeah, look, no, that's, that's actually, when I told you guys about that show. Yeah. Well, so I watched it as a, a sleeper hit. Yeah, I, I I hate that it's good because I, I, I although I'm getting over it, especially after today's episode, like what he looks like. Yeah. Um, no, he doesn't look yeah. like Superman. But yeah. he he's it, I I hate that he's got the two kids, but I like the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so many things about this and show the kids that are bothers good. me, but it's so good that I, I'm like overlooking it. And it's one of my favorite DC shows right and, now. And, and that's the whole thing where it's like on paper, it sounds like a terrible show, but the execution of it is so good that it wins you over. Yeah, whoever's doing it, and that's that's it's got to move on to the movies. Well, it, it, here's the thing like, if James Gunn is listening, I know he's one of the five listening right now, but like, you know, you fucking up, man. Like, this is it. Like, bring that Superman in. If you don't want Cavill, bring this dude. Like, you know, and bring them from here. Like, just say, "Oh, we're out here doing our thing." And then the flashpoint, he gets sucked in. <laughs> and like, if you want to do the dark universe type shit, 
take him away from his family because of this flashpoint shit. <laughs> but have him keep the memories. Technically, the last flashpoint give him an extra kid. Yeah, but that that doesn't count. That's not the last flashpoint give him an extra kid. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's how this happened. That's the how Superman the... from the TV show. Remember, only had one kid. Oh. Yeah, and then after flashpoint, yeah, he finds out he has two. But it's, oh, it's, right. you don't have those memories, though. It's just like that's the the Splinter universe, like the. Yeah, I don't even think they acknowledge the uh, the yeah. universe. It's almost like the variant, like that's he's the variant. Yeah, like there's there's an episode where Diggle shows up as Diggle, but it's not, you know, that everybody Diggle thought it was a crossover. It wasn't. Yeah. Like he's totally different Diggle. Like he's just he's a variant. Like they're doing that yeah. that Loki, that Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love like I love Andy Diggle as a writer and I love because they that's all a tribute to him and so he's like transcending like it's like the people that love Diggle don't even know he fucking writes comics. <laughs> right. Right. So what you know, since we brought it up earlier, what, what did you all think of that blue beetle that blue beetle trailer? Uh I think it's a ripoff of Iron Man in terms of the trailer. I don't know what the movie's gonna be. I thought okay. I I, I mean it looked good. It's um it's something that I want to see. I'm interested in, and the dude, the 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 kid, he's he's good. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The, dude from the, effects, the effects for the most part look good. There's mm-hmm. towards the end when he does that thing with the sword. It it looks a little bit video gamey, like yeah, maybe yeah. that still needs a little bit more time. But based on what we saw up to that point, like it looks like it's going to be good. Um, I don't know if it was the uh, the the trailer that I saw because it wasn't the official like YouTube channel. But you know, YouTube downgrades shit, and if the you know, now with the new TVs and shit, if they actually made it in 8K and then it got downgraded, but when it gets downgraded, it, it doesn't look like lower quality. It just looks like low budget. And that's like, even Emily was like, it looks low budget. But I'm like, no, no, it just looks super clear. But I, I think it's a frame rate issue. Like, I don't know if it's like my t- my connection with combination with my TV <laughs> that just made it look like that. But it, it did look a little low budgety, very, um, Almost like Miami Vicey, but not the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if that's just a product of like you know distribution through internet or server space or you know anything that could happen on the internet. Like I, I know we had the issue with our live stream from one account where it looked real blurry for me, but everybody that saw it said it looked fine, and you know that's wow. And <clears throat> it it does bug me. <laughs> bug. <laughs> that, uh, that like his transformation happens in front of his whole family. Yeah. Huh? The secret identity Is thing. Because right? of the yeah, the secret identity aspect of it. And it seems like it's gonna be a, a family venture. But Oz, you're like you're a Chicano, like you know, you can't hide nothing from your mother. Like she knows everything. You can't, but part of the part of the journey is her finding out. Like yeah, but that's for white out. heroes. That's for white heroes. <laughs> for Hispanics, it's like nah. We like 
the fuck, man? Like, you, you, like, I, like you never try to hide shit. And then I tried to hide out. shit, yeah, but she knew without, without, there wasn't the finding out, the finding out wasn't a journey. She knew. Right, but this is like out in the open. Yeah, it's but not, it's not mean, like he comes home and she's like, mijo, que, que es eso? I'm not saying that Chicano wrote it. But <laughs> like, what happens with, 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 with uh, Latin ex Latinx family? <laughs> <laughs> They always know um, you can't hide shit from your family. There's too many people living in the goddamn house. Like there are a lot of people in that house. No, but that's <laughs> what it is. That's the family. Like that's just that what it that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't need to see George Lopez piloting the uh the the what the hell is that thing called? The airbug. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not even I, sure if, if I want the air bug in it if uh well, if cord isn't there. Oh, oh you're talking about the actual well, shit. Yeah, yeah, that that's the thing. Like I, I the whole alien thing and I, I you know the the comics had a separation and then they had a join adjoinment. The, the movie could have just done without the adjoinment. You know, like if they're not gonna have a, a Ted Cord, why why bother like connecting it, you know? I'm not even sure the company where he gets where he gets the beetle is Cord Industries, which it should be. At least, at the very yeah, I, I thought it was, but I, I, I hope it. I hope it is, but I don't yeah. remember seeing the name. I, but I, I hope it is. I thought I heard it, but it could have just been me, like assuming. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, I know that for me, like watching the trailer, I like. I was like, man, that that actually looks good to me. Like, it looks fun. Um. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like one of those things where I I like that version of Blue Beetle. I don't know that I like that version of Blue Beetle better than like the traditional version of Blue Beetle because like I'm a big fan of the whole uh, like I like the Blue Beetle Booster Gold dynamic. Yeah, and I also and I also like the Blue Beetle dynamic inside of like a a version of like the, the Justice League. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, like a lesser, like that lesser version. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, but it, like I guess what I'm saying is it would have been cool to see that, but I I'm endeared to it's Jamie Reyes, right? Yeah, or Jaime. Jaime. I don't know. Jaime, Jaime. The, the Jaime Reyes version of Blue Beetle is like a cool version of Blue Beetle to me as well. And you know, I didn't realize or I had forgotten that this kid was the the guy that was playing that version of the character. And I feel like oh, I'm like, oh, that's actually really good casting. Like I like when when I watched the trailer and saw him, I was like, oh, it's like like I like that guy. And I feel like he could really like bring the different levels to that character in in a movie. And also, too, I, I honestly like if you had asked me if I wanted like a family dynamic for the Blue Beetle movie, like what I saw in the trailer, I would have probably said no. But when I saw what was actually happening in the trailer, I was like, actually, this seems kind of cool. Like that's different, you know. And like in a way that I think like the trailer, the way the, the trailer handled it. 
made it feel like it was like a good balance as opposed to like something that would like overly dominate the movie. But again, it's only a trailer. It's, it's not trailer. the actual movie. Huh? Yeah, it, it's a trailer. I mean, they, they can cut that however they want. Exactly. And not only do they cut it however they want, but they, it, it's a cut that's however completely... You know, <laughs> say what? Sometimes however they can, because, I mean, like you said, like that that sword shot looked very video gamey. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, some, sometimes it's what... Yeah, the, the effects aren't necessarily completely done when the, by the time the trailer comes out. But what I was also going to say is that, you know, they cut it, like, the, the person that cuts the trailer for the movie is, as far as I know, mostly completely divorced from like say the director you know it's not like it's like people yeah, they probably haven't the even movie. seen the movie people that cut the trailer yeah that's yeah. that might be true too yeah, they just get right, like clips and are like giving like a right like, yeah right like the people yeah they don't know what the final cut of that movie is necessarily going to look like what the tone is or they may and they just decide to do something different anyway because like you know the people that make the trailer are marketing people those aren't you know like people that are necessarily people that are about making sure the artistic integrity of what the work is is best represented. So, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. It look it looked cool. It looked cool, which is like I'm like I'm shocked because I'm like between Flash and Blue Beetle, like that might be two solid movies that DC has on their belt, like you know, in the pipe coming up, you know, like back to back, which is like, when's the last time we have been able to say that? I mean, we said it a lot, we just been wrong. No, no, no. I look, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I, I never said that, Joy. <laughs> but look, you said it, and you've been wrong. Look, don't, don't let me in with you, man. No. <laughs> but yeah, and especially like coming off of like say. Shazam, it's like, yeah, like I mean, I, I'm I'm actually sitting here like I'm kind of excited for the the next phase of uh <laughs> or or the next couple films that DC has coming out because I feel well, like hold like, on hold on the lawyer role uh oh because I think Aquaman comes out first oh he's excited he, yeah he's excited for that he loves Jason um, no no not actually like you like no. the with the lasers, with the sharks with lasers on them. Yeah, aren't you excited about another story about a, a, a Atlantean? They called him Kukur Khan. <laughs> I haven't used these buttons in a while. <laughs> you you got to turn him up a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot of it. Oh, no, no, bit. you got to get. Well, he got his he got his sound from the from the bootleg movie he's, he's, or the trailer. He's got to get it from the actual. Disney Plus release. Oh, I oh forgot that there it is. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that now. You're right. Yeah, but, I actually, um, I, I, I almost refused to cut this little kid's hair the other day. Why? He, came, he was wearing a Black Panther shirt. Little Mexican kid with a Black. Panther. Like, hey man, it's Talo Khan forever, not Wakanda forever. Hey, man. Why you gotta, why you gotta do division? Why can't, hey, why can't it be both? That's, that's what France wanted. And they succeeded. You know, if it wasn't for the wisdom of the Kukulkan, you know. They called him Kukulkan. 
Perfect. Good. Yeah. Look, he don't need to wear no no Black Panther garb no more. We we got our hero. Listen, oh, some unity, man. man. You don't see the end of the movie. Unity. No, no, it's unity, but he could still wear his feathered garb and his nose ring. He don't have to wear, you know, vibranium <laughs> cat shit. You know, like <laughs> oh, wait, see, see how he minimizes it? No, that's but that's right. what I mean. Like, hey, look, hey, he, he we you know he he's gotta we got our roots, you got your roots, and together we could do our shit, but to we got our roots too. What's it's getting minimized. That's what I'm saying. The little Mexican kid was wearing a Black Panther shirt. I'm like, hey, man, take that shit off, man. Put on a feather coat. You got to look like <laughs> Steve Miller in the family. <laughs> look, most, most like, listen, when you come to my barbershop, I need all these kids in little green Speedos. <laughs> look, look, when, the first Black Panther, when, the, when the first Black Panther came out, I saw a little dude about four years old walking in with his like Wakanda shirt, like a uh, uh, mm-hmm. Black Panther with Shuri, everything all, and that shit it brought tears to my eyes. I'm like, man, this little kid. I'm like, did you see the movie? He's like, yeah, I loved it. I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, brought tears to my eyes. Then I see this little Mexican dude coming after Wakanda Forever with uh, a Black Panther shirt, and I'm like, got tears to my eyes. But I was like that Indian where they threw the thrash on them, you know? Like I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, wear a Namor shirt, man. Namor, the child yeah. with no love. I, oh, I need a Namor drop. I have it here <laughs> somewhere. Do you really? Is it this one? A bassin, a I love them all. Sorry, sorry. No, that I, I don't. Is it this one? <laughs> no, that's not. That. No, you son of a bitch. Namor. There it is, dude. Do I have actually? No. Oh, I do have the goats. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so listen. So Aquaman 2 actually doesn't come out until December, it looks like. Oh, good. When does the Flash come out? And uh, when does it comes out? June. June. And Blue Beetle comes out August. Yeah. All right. That doesn't sound right. How are we getting a trailer this early? You must not be explaining it right. What are you talking about? Like, Can you I get off did we get an Aquaman trailer? No, why would we get It's coming out yeah, last. No, we did get an Aquaman trailer. It was a courtroom drama, wasn't it? <laughs> I know I saw Mera there. Aquaman looked rough, though. <laughs> yeah, that was that Aquaman's dad. Yeah, that was Aquaman's dad. Jack Sparrow. Cause that's that's, that's that Aquaman's origin. Funny. Like Jack Sparrow fucked the Atlantia. That's why he's all swarthy. That's why he don't look like that's Arthur true. Curry from the comics. Damn, yeah, Disney added. Listen. You're right. Flash and then Blue Beetle and then Aquaman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't like, even care. Like, I'm just, I'm just mad that fucking uh, uh, Guardians comes out May fifth, man. Yeah, you know it's something here. Like, you know, it actually like, makes was... sense because I don't have to go see it. Like, I'm I'm gonna do the show. Like, can somebody take on a Wednesday? The, 
lacks a daisy that it's just, yeah, like, it's just been going on for like an hour. You do what now? Oh, take that <laughs> off. Is that what you want? It, it's it's been distracting me the whole time. I can do it. Oh, you got it, Mo. I thought I had it, but it's not even here. Terry Klein no, chat asks, did, did you oh, guys yeah. hear that they are making a live action Minecraft movie with Jason Momoa? I did hear they're making a, a, a Minecraft movie. Wait, did he hear I that news four days ago? So I say what? Did he hear the news four days ago when it was April, oh, 1st? Yeah. April, April Fool's? April Fool's? Yeah. That's funny. Look, I, I, I did hear they were making a Minecraft movie. It didn't even occur to me it might be an April Fool's joke. Maybe it was. I don't know. No, I'm seeing. I didn't hear anything about I've seen it as a story from like today. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about Jason Momoa though. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good. Like that's another movie I don't. I'm not gonna see. I I don't don't play Minecraft. So yeah, I don't give a shit about no Minecraft. And from what I hear, like people that actually. Get on Minecraft aren't really playing anyway. They're just like building stuff. That's the game. Or preying on kids. That's the game. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> That's what happens. Like people that play Minecraft, like that that there's been a report to that. Everybody everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying it. I'm trying to find this one April Fool's thing that I saw that was a. Uh, Oh yeah, Chris Pratt. He uh, he posted on April first that he was gonna be the voice of Mickey. Oh, that's not yeah. a great joke. Yeah, it's not. It's that it, it's typical Chris Pratt. Just dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, he's not good at jokes that other people don't write. He's not good at anything. Like he, I don't know how he's successful in in. in in, in the entertainment. Come on now. Wait, really? Are you gonna you're really gonna say Chris Pratt has no talent? Is that what he has no about? talent? He has no Chris talent. Pratt. Chris Pratt has no talent. Part. You guys didn't like him it's on like, Parks and Rec? That whole show sucked. I never seen it. Really? I hated that really? show. Yeah. Oh wow. I tried watching, they they're like, Oh, you need to watch it because uh one of my clients says that I'm like the Ron Swanson guy, like he's like you. Every every time you have you have a saying for something, it's like I don't think I would do this because of this. And it's like you're so you're so Ron Swanson. You got to watch it. And I tried watching it. It was the worst shit ever. Yeah. Oh, and then he's like, oh no no, you got to watch the third season. I'm like the fuck, like how the fuck am I gonna watch a show at the third season, like? Uh, yeah, I have Fuck. seen some Ron Swanson clips, and I I could see the. Yeah, the I mean, he, yeah, he, like I, I I've seen the clips, but it don't make the show good. Oh no, no the, I've never seen the show itself. Yeah, I've just seen the some show of the clips. Is garbage. And like you know, you talk about the Office clones. This is like the worst. Like it, it's I don't yeah I, I think that's exactly when it came out too it was after the Office got big. Yeah, it's it's not good at all. I, I yeah, I tried watching it. it is no, oh, you're breaking Lawrence's heart. Look at him. I mean, did I did Larry? Did you watch it? I mean, tell me different. Well, I mean, I've seen a, a couple episodes, like the first couple, 
And it was fine. It wasn't like it's like it's not the best show in the world, but it's just, I mean, for me, I was like, like, I don't think that the first season of Parks and Rec is much less funny than the first season of The Office. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, the, and and I know that, like that I know that you say awesome. I know. Well, I was gonna say like I know you say you kind of like hey, you tell the guy, don't, don't you know don't how am I supposed to watch a show in the third season? And I get that I agree with you like you should be able to watch a show from the beginning. But yeah. what I can say to you is, what I know, even though I haven't watched The Office, I know that The Office starts off one way. And by the time you get into like season two or three, the end of season two, season three, it's it hits a different stride. No, it doesn't hit a different stride until like season five. Okay, all right. Well, either way, the show changes from season one to two. There is a change, but season one is only six episodes, and then two is like the full 24 episode order, and those are gold, and then the first six are like tarnished gold, maybe silver. <laughs> yeah. But then when you talk about minerals like that, you talk about the, that first season I tried to watch about parks and wrecks. So you got like gold, tarnished gold, maybe silver, maybe white gold, rose gold for the first season of the office. And then you just have shit with parks and recreation. I didn't think it was that bad. First. Yeah. Look, hey, I was like, we're reviewing Parks and Recreation season one next week. <laughs> but you know, like Oz, you have to uh, watch it. That's it. You gotta be the judge between me and Larry. So you have to watch it. You're gonna review it. I'll be plaza's in it though. That's fine. I mean, I could watch her in any other things. She's just as good. Same again, dead eyed Hollywood, like just <laughs> that's it. Like she's She's like that in everything. No, I, I'm laughing, but you're you're absolutely right. Like, Everybody calls it resting bitch face, and that's so hot and sexy. No, she's, it's, 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 no she's just dead eyed. She's yeah. dead eyed. I look. This woman is dead inside. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, like somebody did something to her. Yeah, it, so and that's her charm. That's I, I. Apparently, that's what dudes are turned on by. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I didn't see the appeal. I've seen her in other things. And she was great, <laughs> you know. She still had a little bit of the dead-eyed stuff, but she was great in it. I, that show didn't let it her works be in, It works in Legion, because, yeah, she's, you know. It, no, she was great in Legion. Supposed to be dead-eyed uh, in that. There's a couple movies uh, that she's on on Hulu, and, and she was great in those. But, you know, she was great in that episode of Marin. Uh, How's that show? Oh, that show's amazing. He Marin will tell you that he sucks in it, but he's good. Yeah, but he hates himself. I mean, I know he's good in general, but I sure yeah. like I've never seen no, the show. The show is good. You can't watch it anywhere. Like, there's no streaming. Oh no, no, it was on IFC. So supposed to be, it's supposed to be on AMC Plus, but it's not. <laughs> mm. So I think I, I and then I try to bootleg it because I want to. I want to. I didn't watch the fourth season, and. uh they don't have any of it at the bootleg site. So the third season ended so crazily with his relapse, and I was like, "No!" And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he actually filmed no. that Legacy Comics here in Glendale. The first oh, yeah? episode, 
Yeah, the first episode that they filmed cool. Legacy Comics in Glendale. Yeah, he was uh, confronting his Twitter troll in person, <laughs> but he doesn't know how to fight. Oh, uh, okay, that's wild. So then he just eats tacos with his assistant, and that's better than Parks and Rec. <laughs> okay, um, Larry, so I have all the yeah. the uh, Hollywood Reporter, the fake media. What the Hollywood Reporter do? Well, they reported on the arrest of uh, Oh Boy Kang. That's oh, what yeah, yeah. Jonathan but Majors. They didn't report about his, uh, you know, vindication at all. Yeah, well, you know how that it's goes. It's fucking yeah. bullshit. So I, I'm going to report on his vindication. I don't even know the details of his vindication. People say it wasn't even him in the place. I don't know. All I know is that we lost some trailers. We lost some um, army commercial that they pulled. We lost an army commercial. Um, you know, Creed two still did good, or Creed three rather oh, yeah. still did good yeah, in the box. Yeah, but that came out before the allegations. Yeah, but you know, it could have dropped off on the second week, and it didn't. Yeah. So here's his picture um, you know, after presentation. I don't know all the details myself. What I heard is that uh, the the young lady basically recanted and kind of kind of just was like, "Yeah, I was like in my feelings." And you know, there's still people that kind of feel like he still did something and just paid her off. That's I don't what know, I, but, or even Disney paid him off. Like that, what I read online is that Disney paid her off. Uh, but I one feel of like the, that's conspiracy theory stuff. I mean, it could be true. I wouldn't put it past them. It could be. You know, they're invested in them, so I don't see. Of course. But and that's the thing. It's like, well, that's her integrity. Like he was, you know, he needs to to, to mess with girls with better integrity and not hit them. You oh, know. Listen, <laughs> like, I, but but the thing is, at this point, there's nobody saying. That yeah. Anybody, anybody. Well, and that's the thing. Like one of the stories I heard. Can I again? I, I didn't. I don't know the details. They told me what I'm cutting hair. I'm like, yeah, old boy King. And then it's like, oh no, no, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he wasn't even there. <laughs> that's um, what. I don't know like, he wasn't there, but yeah. maybe I don't know. Like, and that's the thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. What what I know is, at some point, he was in. Some sort of ride chair or, or 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 a cab or something, yeah. With somebody that you know, he couldn't rely upon to be discreet, <laughs> and he's too big of a star to be doing that. That's what I know. Yeah. Oh, those are facts. <laughs> it's like, look, he tried and to say, say like I, the, the the Uber pool. I, listen, I mean, I don't know if Uber pool. Like he might have just taken a regular lift. Or a little regular Uber, like yeah. with his people or with whoever he was with. But the fact is, it's like one of those things where, dude, like if you're gonna have a private moment, you need to make sure that it stays private. You don't want to be in the back of some random person's car. Like you want to be in the back of a car that is like you know, like. And, and here's the thing: I'm not trying to say like, huh? But. I, 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 maybe like to escalate to an arrest, though. 
And that's the one Uber that's not recording. I mean, look, not every not every Uber records. Some do, some don't. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, but here, what'd you say, Alice? They they all should, especially like in big big litigious cities like L.A. Well, they just killed yeah, the yeah. dude right here. At uh, the no, right I, I agree with you. Station on the Uber <laughs> last week or two weeks ago. Oh damn! Like they damn. had the grand opening, then that's when they killed the dude the next day, <laughs> and then took his car. Man. So even if he was recording, there's no footage because they took the car. You shouldn't be in public vehicles if you're a superstar. You got to be in private vehicles. Or a killer. And, you know, yeah, it sounds like maybe I don't want to be in a public vehicle. <laughs> I was just like, he's like, I'm out here. I hired my driver to take me around. <laughs> yeah, and that's, the, you know, I wouldn't drive Uber if I had a family. Like, I'm going to make my woman a widow and my kids orphans. Fuck that. You feel like you will get killed in the in the Uber? Oh, yeah. But you heard how I talk to people, Larry. You know. <laughs> Look, he's either going to kill or he's either going to get killed or have to kill. Either way, he's going to be away from his family. Nah, I ain't going to kill nobody unless it's my I feel, life. I feel the same way Mo taught people up. And I've seen this. The same way we will talk people up and get them riled up. The same way we'll talk people down and get them back into a calm state. I've seen that. Like, Mo, yeah. like Mo, Mo's powers work both ways. He, that's only because he, he the, that's only because the nonsense he spews starts to make sense after a couple. Of, <laughs> like he minutes. he enjoys riling people up, but it's how most people Mo believe in nonsense. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> true, especially in this day and age. Yeah, <laughs> in this day and age. It's I so easy. Like, when I start to dumb it down, they 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 calm down. <laughs> Who yeah. was it? Oh, yeah, Larry, with the 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 <laughs> the same dude, the 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 Doctor Who guy at WonderCon. He was getting yeah. riled up, and then I got riled up with him, but about mm -hmm. the black, and he calmed down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you know, yeah, that, that oh man. One hundred percent. Maybe I will. Uh, All right, baby, I'm gonna drive Uber after the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy because uh, you were talking about uh, Guardians coming out. <sighs> Why you gotta? And I'm that? just realizing how much of like a slump I'm in right now with these Marvel movies, which. Is like which makes me sad because I'm like I've never that's never happened to me before, where I like because right at this point like you know Doctor Strange came out which I really enjoyed. And I know oh, some yeah. people aren't oh, fans yeah. of. Hold on, you can't say that's never happened to me before because there was a time before Iron Man. No, well, okay, but I even mean, after Iron Man, Man, like the first couple of years, we were not getting two or three movies a year. Yeah, but we've been spoiled. That's the before. That's the before time, Oz. That's when that's when we weren't expecting any movies to be that's, good. Like that's like we've got fifteen years, fifteen years of amazing films at this point. Like even the bad ones are good. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when I was like, "Damn, that Thor movie." I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know. And and like I go back and watch Thor now, and I'm like, "Dude, I wish Guardians One was just Thor." Look, you, you know. <laughs> At this point, you've gotten so many of the good loads all over your face, neck, and chest that you know you're gonna get dust. 
for a little while to right. do the refractory period. Hey, and that's and that's what's happening right now because like I I liked Multiverse of Madness, but I wasn't a fan of Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, and that's and then, and then after that, I got uh friggin' uh Ant Man, and then. Now we're coming up on Guardians, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna like Guardians three. Like Guardians three is not like not for me. Like I think other people are gonna like Guardians three, but well, I'm not gonna like Guardians. 3. I was talking to a client, and he was like saying that he doesn't like the Marvel stuff right now. Like he doesn't even feel like he's gonna like Phase five because everything is just so weird, and it's so like different than how everything was. Like. The stuff before Infinity War felt real, you know, and I'm like, well, <laughs> that's crazy. I'm, like, I'm like, man, like I, I, I had to slap him with my phone because that's where I have my thing. Where is this thing? That's where I have this thing. And uh, let's see if I can zoom in here and keep it in focus. Where I hate it with this shit because I go, this is why I carry this with me because read some fucking comics. Like, Doctor Strange is one of the weirdest characters around. Like, so his movie, like, my my whole issue with the first one was like, as, as technically how cool it was, it just felt like a, a generic superhero movie. Like, I felt like that movie about Isom because I like my Doctor Strange really fucking weird, you know? And that's that, you know, and, and even like uh like She-Hulk, he's like, ah, I didn't even like She-Hulk. And I'm like, that She-Hulk is like the one that feels most like the comic. And I go, and guess what? When the comic came out, the, the comic got canceled too, like early on. It wasn't yeah. until with other teams that that she started getting other series again because it was weird to them then and it's weird to you now. But if you like the genre, like you want the genre to succeed, you just keep going with it until you get a good one. And that's how all of us love comics, and that's why we become comics gate people and shit like that because we, <laughs> but, but, but it's because we love comics right. and and we've gone right. through. The the we've gone through the down parts, and I go right. with the movies. You motherfuckers aren't gonna get it because you motherfuckers that just like the movies, you're good with Transformers doing what the shit they do. You're good with Fast and the Furious doing the stupid shit they yeah. do. You clamor for the Zack Snyder cut, but this is fucking comics. Marvel MCU is, and I, it, you know, me, I, I've been critical of Marvel for a lot of things. Right now, they're making shit like the comics, and it's fucking weird. And you're not gonna get it because now they're making shit for the nerds. <laughs> they're culling <laughs> the normies from the nerds in the movie verse now, and that's like, and that that, and so I'm like. Read fucking comics. You read fucking comics. I, you know, we we got into the Spider-Verse thing, and, and I've been reading End of Spider-Verse, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, they're like, well, who's the real one? Who's the main? It's, there has to be a main because they watched Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, and they watched No Way Home, and I'm like, well, if you read fucking comics, 
you read that Earth 616 Peter Parker is the center of the web of the Spider-Verse. <laughs> like that's it's based on that. And you know, Tom Holland comes out in Spider-Verse 2 in the end of Spider-Verse 2. You know, and it's like that. There's in it. You got a story with that movie character that you may or may not see because of contract shit. You got a little story with him there. <laughs> you right. know, you gotta yeah. read. You gotta read some fucking comics. They they mentioned Tom Holland in the uh, in the next Spider Verse movie. Yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. That's why I was so pissed today because I went to buy uh, um, Spider Man Seven, and it sold out. And then the guy's like, well, you know, I do have a comic pull list program. And it's like, yeah, but that's preview shit, man. I want to give you my credit card and just have you bill me and just give me the shit I want. I don't want to deal with no, I don't have time to sit there on your computer portal. And it, it's, and it, but then well, I'm like, oh, whatever. Look, I'm just happy people are buying comics. The motherfucker's just going to go the way of Alpha anyway. Like it's not, you know, we get new spider characters all the time. They go nowhere, you know. I I told them like, when's the last time you heard of Itsy Bitsy? You Never. know, <laughs> no. But that's, it, he's a spider clone, new character that was a genetic mix of Parker and Deadpool. Ain't nobody talking about Itsy Bitsy. You know, ain't nobody talking about Alpha. Yeah. Nobody's talking about the midget Maria, you know. Like oh, there's, yeah. I like there's her. no, yeah, there's new characters that that you know, and even and so in issue one of Spider Verse of uh, End of Spider Verse is the character that comes out in the movie, the black girl with the braids <laughs> that comes out in you know. So it's like that should have been a big deal, but they're making the big deal about Spider Boy, and it's like, and I can't even read it because they sold out. And I'm That's like, what the, the the kid, the kid. I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, I, I'm oh. at, in reading. I'm behind. I'm like on issue three. Oh, so it's like it. I wanted to buy the book, and right. then like, oh yeah, we sold that. And I'm like, you know, you know what sucks? This is like I've been reading this series. Like, I just want to read the series. All of a sudden, they right. say a press release that there's a new character. Like, there's been new characters since issue one, and one of the new characters in issue one is actually in the sequel to Into the Spider Verse. And they didn't make a big deal of that. Right. And that's a good character. <laughs> like, what's happening with that character is good. And I'm like, man, that's some bullshit. So then I just bought Unforgiven, Spider-Man Unforgiven. And I got fucked. Oh, dude, that's not a good series. I mean, I've read the, I only read the Spider-Man one and I liked it. But Oh, oh okay, good. Well, yeah. listen, I will. Listen, I, I know it's that. Uh, it's a horror comic with Spider-Man in it. And so the vampires, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I haven't read the other ones, but they did the same shit with Murder World with that bullshit. So I'm like, oh, when's issue two coming out? I looked it up, and it's like, oh, they're just unforgiven, man. This yeah. bitch shit again. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy shit. But, I'm gonna read that shit on bootleg. But I will say that. You know, I don't, I, you know, I don't think Thor, Love, and Thunder, that's not for the nerds. <laughs> Going back yeah, to what you were saying. Well, no, if you've read old Journey of Mystery, Journey into Mystery, like, that's, that's one of those, like, weird, like, Loki visions of Thor, or, like, somebody giving you the little fable of Thor, you know, like, it, it literally starts with 
with Korg telling you the, the story. And in the movie, Korg can't even get people's names right. He can't get details right. Yeah, yeah. And, so, you know, that, that, I mean, that, you know, this is journey. It, the movie should have been called Journey into Mystery. And and Quantumania doesn't feel like it's for the nerds either. Yeah, yeah, look, it's going to pay off. Like, that's the one you're going to look back like Thor 1. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. I have faith in that one after watching it. Like, I mean, I wanted a sci-fi adventure with that man. Right. Like, so this is what I got, and this is what you know. did somebody look back on Thor one and now likes it. Is that what oh, that was me? Yeah, I, I said that. Before. I mean, it's it's much better watching it now than it was back after then. after watching. Like, I watched it the day uh we were pre-gaming at my house before going to see the first Avengers, and I watched it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and then even watching it, I was like, oh, I, I really don't like this movie. Like, I don't like what they did with it. I don't like how it played out. Like, and then I watched the first Avengers. And I'm like, oh, that's why they did it. Like, it's the one yeah. big crossover. It, they're all tie ins and they're yeah. just not labeled, uh, you know, uh, Avengers like, <laughs> tie ins. It's, oh. it's, it's the reverse of the murder world. Or the or the unforgiven, you know, they just didn't didn't brand them right, yeah. But but right, we, didn't have that, we didn't have that many to brand anyway. All we had was the the through line in the after credit scenes to connect them, you know. And then now I feel like they're more connected in story and theme that you don't have to really like do the weird thing. Like it's just one big universe, and you know, you're gonna get it. But after, after Guardians, which again, Guardians might be fine for most people. Yeah. But after Guardians come June, August four, like we get across the Spider Verse, and and Secret Invasion, which I think Secret Invasion is going to be good too. So like both of those come in June, and then in the fall we get Loki and X Men ninety seven, which I'm like oh. Like exciting, like we might, we might get what if, but probably not. Well, Marvels, we might get too. Marvels definitely comes at the end of the year. From what I hear, they're yeah. doing reshoots. Yeah, no, no I believe that. The and I, I actually, I'm looking forward to Marvels as well. Like I think Marvels is actually going to be a good flick, but you know. I'm with the comic skate guys people on that one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I I just I, I didn't you know I didn't like how how Miss Marvel ended and I didn't like the Captain Marvel movie. So Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't like how Miss Marvel ended? Yeah, no, I mean the, the ending should have been the, the fight like that she had in in, in Pakistan. Like mm, I can see that. The 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 actual superhero fight. There was no real superhero fight at the end, and you know, and I get it. Like you know, it's a different way of telling the story, but you know, like you don't want to do her gigantic stretchy powers, but you do it with light and missions anyway, and you still do the same powers, and it's not. And it's, and then you make her a mutant, and yeah, it's just stupid. Like, and then like, why would that have any? connection to Captain Marvel, you know? 
it doesn't have any connection to Captain Marvel. The, well, the, I mean, the Captain Marvel that, is that she's a fan. Thing. Like, well, with the Nega bands? We don't know that those are the Nega bands. I mean, that's what they look like. And, like, why well, would yeah. you even have those, like, if you didn't do the Rick Jones thing? Well, uh, you're just you're assuming it's these things, but we don't know. Yeah, like I assuming, yeah, like I assumed the ten rings were gonna be rings and not bracelets. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm saying, but you know, like the, the like just like the comic, the connection to Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel is just I like Carol Danvers. That's all it is. Yeah. She's a fan. But the switching bodies. Oh well, that. I mean, hey, that's what they showed. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. they showed that in the end credits scene. Right, that's what I'm talking about, Larry. Like, oh, <laughs> so the connection is more than what the comics. I hear that. No, I hear that. Yeah. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. Now you hear it. Yeah. Sorry, Larry. I don't, I don't know. know. Cool. No, I mean, we'll like we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, what the deal is? Who knows? I hate that you don't get mad. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, <geez>. All right. What else should we talk about? Or what else do we need to say before we get out of here? Uh, let's see. There was, I mean, well, we did talk about, well, we already talked about Casada. It's so funny because, uh, there's a person that works over at Amazon already. Is actually they call Joe Q. Uh-huh. And you know, and I know this because of because of Nia. Uh-huh. And it's so funny because I always like like when she met she, she says when she has said Joe Q to me, I've said like Joe Casada, <laughs> but it's not Joe Casada. And you know she doesn't, and she doesn't know who Joe Casada is, and so it's not even funny to her, even though I say it like multiple times. Like I'm like, okay, this time she'll get it. It'll be funny, you know. I've explained who Joe Casada is, so it's interesting when that news story came out that I'm like, oh man, Joe Q is actually going over there. And so you know, so I don't know, man. Like I'm assuming that Joe Q, if he's going to be doing stuff for Amazon Studios, he's going to have to come to L.A. I'm about to see if I can try yeah. to get an invite. He is get, doing get, a, get an intro. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm gonna hit him up. He's my friend on Facebook, so I'm gonna, right now he's doing. Oh, he's doing conventions like this weekend, like C2E2 that just happened, and uh, Austin. Did C2E2 just happened. Yeah, oh, it happened right after C2E2? WonderCon. Oh. Hmm. I'm busy. You should quit that job, Oz. Quit that job. You don't want that job. But then I can't buy stuff. Sure you can. You buy the C2E2. Nah. Not if you don't work. He doesn't I, have I, need, to I need that job. Can't you see my addiction? It's all around me. <laughs> so, but yeah, so he's doing conventions now. So, okay, so after convention, when convention season dies down, Probably come to LA. Convention season is year round at this point. Yeah, I know, but but it's 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 ramping up right now in the summer. So I'm a I'm a 
I'm gonna see if I can hit him up. Uh, in the comic shop, since I couldn't get Spider-Man Seven, I did buy some white covers. Uh, oh yeah, crossover. Oh, nice. Yeah, I crossover. That's a great white cover. Yeah, and then I got Ultraman: Rise of Ultraman. Nice. And then nice. I got Scumbag. Oh wait, that's not Scumbag. <laughs> I was like, that's definitely scumbag. not Scumbag. Oh, nice. The Rick Remender book. And you know what I should mention to you real quick too, Moses, before I forget, and I don't know if it's something that you actually got to see in the comic shop, but they came out with a Venom Lethal Protector 2. Yeah. Uh, I actually read it. And it's not bad. Like, it is definitely a book that takes place, like, in the 90s era. Yeah. So, so it's like some classic kind of Venom stuff. But it's a much better book than I would have given it credit for. I mean, you're right. Yeah, you're probably right. But I'm not going to, like... With the Dark Web stuff and the Venom stuff that I read and those two combined, I'm like, I'm not, I don't... Like, knowing what's going to happen to that Venom from the 90s with the whole no thing and Klimtar, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to live in the past. Like, I'll move forward and move away from that shit, you know? Like, I don't care. Like, I mean, you talked about the the, the Joe Fix-It book in the in the pre-production tech, and I still think that is a, a sequel to that Fantastic Four book because that's they went to Vegas in, in, in that book, and it, the whole thing takes place in Vegas in, like, a little window in time. Sorry, window in time. The window in time. Um, and in, in that era of Fantastic Four, so... Um, I'm using a different lens now. It doesn't have a lot of space, but it looks good. It's really, it makes it look closer than it is. It's actually like across the room, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it definitely like, I like those like moment in time, specifically that yeah. fantastic team I love, but I don't think I would do a Venom like, they, you know, that Fantastic Four team, like they gone on to do different things, and I would even like a different, like a whole new iteration of that same team. You know, they kind of did it with the Midnight Suns thing, and that was funny in uh, Spider Man Unforgiven, where he's like, "Is this a Midnight Suns thing? Because I could call him. I got him on speed dial." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you read it or no? No, no, I haven't read it. I, I read. Uh, it's written by Tim Seeley, so uh, I don't know if the other ones are, but that one is, and I like that's why I got it because I'm like, okay, it's a horror comic, and it starts off with Peter Parker's internal monologue saying, "You know, I don't like this horror shit." Like, yeah, yeah, I know spiders, but I, that's just generally creepy. But it's science. I don't do supernatural. Like, I don't like it. Right. You know? right. And then it just, you know, it goes into the adventure, and the, the adventure like plays out the way it does, but. Definitely, it came. It was really uh, transparent, like in a few pages. In that, it, it's their story, not Spider Man's story. <laughs> and then, uh, but you know, the characters are good, so I, I think I might give the rest of it. But, but I aside read the, the the X Men Unforgiven one, uh, is that good or no? Is it is it better than the the X Men Dark Web? Oh well, no, no, no. Because X Men Murder World, I guess, would be, but they didn't have an X Men Murder World. 
the Wolverine's Murder World. Yeah. And you know, actually, I I, I liked the Murder World series. So it's like to me, like both of those are a little bit above Unforgiven. Like Unforgiven wasn't terrible, but it's a Jubilee story because Jubilee knows the vampires because yeah. she used to like run with them. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a little bit different. I'm sure the Spider-Man one was probably better. Let okay. I me mean, check it out. I don't know. I didn't I didn't realize when did I don't know when the other one came out, but probably behind on it. So yeah, they, they all they all came out like back to like week to week behind okay. each other. Like, you know, so yeah, so I'm not exactly sure when, but because I didn't know it was the same kind of thing for me where I was just like, oh, number one, X-Men are forgiven. What's this? You know? And I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized like, oh, it is like Murder World where it's like there's a book each week or whatever that comes out. It's retarded. <laughs> so, it's stupid. Like, just sell me the trade paperback. I, oh, oh, they will. <laughs> no, instead, instead of this. Yeah. So you know, but but I will say that the the Lethal Protector two, I was a little kind of taken aback by just because I was like craving like that old school kind of Venom because I'm like man like they're doing all types of weird stuff with Venom in this day and age that. I don't particularly appreciate, and I was just like, oh, it'd be cool to just get a, a, a like, what a classic or what I think of as a classic Venom story, and then I came across this book and I was like, I think this is actually a classic Venom story, and it it was like it is literally in those Lethal Protector days when he was like learning how to be like Them. an antihero. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you know, let me, like, I can't just hurt people indiscriminately, but the people that are my enemies, I can go hunt still. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, oh, that's great. Look, it has Silver Sable in it. That's how, like, throwback-ish, like, 90s era it is. Like, I was like, dude, when's the last time I seen the Wild Pack in a book? <laughs> you know? So I was just like, oh, that's wild. Yeah, so it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was different. And the art was good too, because that was like, or I should say, I, I, the art was fine, but it wasn't that. What I'm trying to say is, the art design for Venom was good. Like it looked like like somebody was like, okay, no, I need to make sure I draw him, like 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 '90s era Venom, as opposed to you know, because modern interpretations yeah. of Venom can be a little bit different. So, but anyway, all right, we should get out of here. Huh? Who who uh, who draws it? Ask me the tough questions. Hold on, let me look it up real quick because I don't remember off the top of my head. It wasn't a person that um, who oh, I recognized. Fiorelli. Yeah. 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 Okay. I might check um, it out. Yeah. I'm looking at cover the cover for issue two. It looks. It looks... Yeah. No, dude. I, I I was like I was happy. It was definitely. Oh, oh you got to tap your phone. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. But no, it was definitely like a, a throwback of a story. And, you know, sometimes... <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Sometimes it's I'm not... It's Lini, too, so... Oh, man. Hey, what the fuck? I think you're going to die. Yeah. That was me last week. Good luck. Yeah, I got I know, a little right? in my throat, too. I blame you, Mo. Yeah, yeah. Uh -oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
I, I, look, I gave it to I can <laughs> fix it. You gotta open wide. Oh no. I'll scratch right. your throat. Let's 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 play that final thoughts music. <laughs> Mario's brother's coming out, I'll be the plumber. <laughs> Oh, it's too funny. The show, that's what happens when the show goes too long. All right. How's score? Give me some final thoughts, man. Uh, the card's still good. This may be like the best season. Definitely for Picard. It might even be better than like Strange New World season one. Yeah. It's like they're, they're, they're. You're definitely going out with a bang on Picard, man. Ooh. Ooh. I love it. And season Max- uh, of Stranger Worlds about to start, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, probably like a month after Picard ends, and there's like three episodes left of Picard. So, yeah, about a month and a half or so. Ooh. We gotta start I got finding my, my birthday show, because it is a Wednesday, I believe. Oh, is it really? Yeah, let me check my. Wait, I'm not, aren't you gonna be out of town? I, I'm leaving on the. Oh no, no, I, my birthday's on Friday. Never mind. You can still play your birthday show though. Nah, nah, it's alright. I'm gonna <laughs> uh, be out of town like from the tenth to the like seventeenth or something. Like that. Oh, so you're gonna be here for your birthday? Uh, yes. Oh, that's what they're Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get hit by a plus or anything. So. Hey. I'm, I'm going to lock myself into in the. I'm going to lock myself in the storage unit and do ass. Final thoughts, Mo? Uh, What's that? Yeah, you know, go you you saw me slap people with the buy some fucking comics. You get a shirt that says that on fantasticform.live, you know. So Larry can go to the comic shop and secure my copy of Spider-Man 7. And then uh Yeah. You know, we still have WonderCon stuff coming out. I've been editing that stuff. I'm still waiting for um Larry to give me my voice recorder. And then uh, Oh Damn it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but you got more stuff coming down the pike. So you're only going to find out about it if you uh, hit subscribe, like, and uh, hit that bell. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, okay? Uh, we're the Fantastic Forum. Good night.